Wanderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. My name is Dan Ledbetter, and with me as always, the founder, CEO, and resident mama bird of Little Bird Marketing, Priscilla McKinney. Hello again, Priscilla. Hello. This is so fun. We're still together. I know. This is fun. For those of you who don't know or are new listeners, normally I work out of my studio in California and Priscilla works over in Missouri and we podcast via Skype and it's very rare that we're together in the same room. So when it is, it's kind of like a party. But we're doing it more and more and it's totally worth the trip for me. I know. We, we We should just get a private jet. Oh, Okay. And let's go back and forth. Can you arrange that? Yeah, that I will good? work on that. We'll work on that. <laughs> I.e., no. <laughs> <laughs> I will work on that right after my boat. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. I have I have a, a dream boat. Oh, I, I was going to say you already had the boat, well, so I was I real excited for a, a second. We have a sailboat, but yeah, but there's there's a dream sailboat that the I would like to have. Yacht the luxury yacht is what you're saying. <laughs> Right. One of my clients likes to tease me about my boat payment. So, oh, do they? <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> but that's okay. That's his prerogative. <laughs> well, one thing I wanted to bring up today, I had a buddy of mine who he builds cars, okay. right? He he loves cars, mm-hmm. and he got a sponsorship uh-huh. to build a car, a very high performance Hyundai. Mm-hmm. I know that seems kind okay. of counterproductive. <laughs> keep, keep going. I know, but it but it is. It's it's the most amazing car ever, and like. The whole point of this build was they were going to take it over to the big trade show that was out in Las Vegas a few weeks ago, oh. the SEMA show. Oh, okay. Out there, yeah, yeah, are yeah. you familiar with? Yeah, that Yeah, I am actually. Are you? I'll give you. I'll give you a reason why. I'm not just saying. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. But you know, I've talked with you about Tony D'Amato and how he's going to be a guest on the podcast. Yes, soon. yes, yes, yes. Well, he works for 3M. And very good friend of mine, and he manages a frightening amount of trade shows every year. And so he was wow. just there. Oh, so, so he was out there. Yeah, he was out there. And oh. um, and I love talking about trade shows. And our listeners, I think, would like to hear more about it. So that's great. Let's talk about this. And then, you know, just as an intro to pretty soon another couple of podcasts, Tony will be on. Awesome. And we'll hear from his perspective why they choose different shows. So this will be great. We'll kind of attack trade Perfect. shows from a couple different ways. Well, that was my whole thing thought uh, when in talking about this uh-huh. was because I was a, a journalist for uh-huh, the longest right. time in the automotive industry, uh-huh. I would go to this show every single year. And one of the things in retrospect, looking back, I remember distinctly going to the shows because for us, it was about getting new stories and finding companies that were making innovative product. Okay. I noticed year after year that I would start seeing the same people. Right. In the same location, mm-hmm. with the same booth. Oh, I think I know where you're going. Selling the same product. Yes. And it's almost like it's al- I could set my watch by them. Right. And I started wondering, why are you even here? And so my question uh-huh. for you yeah. is, let's talk about trade shows <laughs> because I'm sitting here going... I, I would almost feel like begrudgingly right. I would have to go to the right, show right. because I had to be there. And I'm putting up right. quotation marks. Right. It's a place I have to be because I need the exposure or something. But I'm Okay, just... well, stop right there because okay. now you're guessing a lot of ideas. But this is what is happening is that you can't imagine why they're there. And number one, it's not because they're cheap to well, do them. Right? right, yeah. I mean... It's expensive. It's very, very expensive, you know, Huge to, to amounts go. Of money. So... Yeah, why? Why should companies go to trade shows? And in fact, when the economy got really bad, a lot of the trade show economy got really bad because, you know, a lot of them, 
when the getting was good, nobody questioned spending that kind of money without producing any revenue. Right. But then when the economy got bad, people had to really justify where they were spending their money, which I think is a wonderful thing. Absolutely. And so I'm kind of curious before I ask a few more questions about sure. it. Did you notice that even in the car industry and the, this, the SEMA show, did, did you see it when the economy turned down? Did the attendance turn down, or was this just such a big show? Because it is the biggest it is, one of the industry. It is the biggest show of its kind. Okay. Uh, I would say that I noticed that the attendance level was more on the people who were the buyers Okay. coming out to the show. Okay. I gotcha. noticed that the actual booths at the show didn't... Uh-huh. It, well, I mean, maybe they did, but maybe I just didn't notice that they were gone. Right. But I did notice that attendance-wise, like people actually on the floor, because uh-huh. there were years where you felt like you were, uh, you know, on Black Friday trying right. to <laughs> trying to navigate aisles, right. and there were years where you could shoot a cannon down an aisle right. and you wouldn't hit a person. Right. So, which is a good, unique idea for a fun thing to do at a yes. show booth. <laughs> I think so. We can have a t-shirt cannon, see how many people we take out. Right, right. Well, yeah, I, I am apt to say to my clients, I would love to spend your money. Right. And I would love to receive your money. Right. But can we please talk about why you're giving me money first? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Know? And, you know, it puts people at ease, but I very much ask people why they're doing trade shows. And I, you would be floored. By how many people say, well, this is just what we always do. Right. Yeah. It's just, this is what we've done. We go to the show. There's there's two two common answers that I've heard because Uh I've asked that question at the show. The first is, well, we've always gone. Right. So we obviously need to be there. Mm -hmm. And two, well, you know, it's it's a great way to go and have a sort of semi-paid party vacation on the company dime. Okay. Well, see, now I talked with the actual owner, so nobody would say that. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And in, in case I outed anybody, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, you deserved it. Yeah, you deserved it for padding um, that bill. Okay, well, let me tell you what I hear. Please. I have the owner and or the team coming in with the owner or the VP of marketing, which is, you know, the, usually the client I'm I'm talking to. Right. They come in and they say, well, Priscilla, we need to go to this trade show, but we never get anything out of it. And we really have to get something out of it this year. They, what they're typically looking for is a fun idea of something to do at the booth. Mm-hmm. That is, and and, on, and I'm not trying to, to be rude to them or whatever, but to me, okay, that's, that's good. We should think about something unique, but that's not the issue we should be talking about at all. Right. We should be talking about why are we going, mm-hmm. number one. And some of them do know that. We, we get there. They either need brand awareness. Look, we just have to go. If this is the industry. If we don't show up, people don't know we're still here. Okay, that's great. And that's that takes a lot of pressure off me because, you know, not everything that you do in marketing can have a direct return on investment. Right. You know, sometimes brand uh, brand awareness and branding is so expensive to do and so necessary, but you're not going to get something directly from it. So we have to be honest about how much is really just brand awareness. The next piece is they'll say, well, we actually have to generate leads. We need sales from this trade show. Right. Okay, great. Now we're talking. Now let's talk about what needs to happen there. So to me, that's, that's, I I like to get to the bottom real quick with trade show. Why are we going? Are we trying to build a brand or are we trying to generate leads? Some people are like, no, we want to sell things right at the show. Okay, well, there's your third thing. And that's, that's a whole nother nut to crack. But I think it's worth talking about. But mm-hmm. but I hear those one or two things. I don't hear that third one very often. Sure. So where I start with that is the why. 
Why are we going? So we settle that. And then I talk about who is going. Because they already want to talk about, are we going to play golf in the booth? I'm like, no, nah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> let's go back to the beginning, people. Right. Who is going? Who on your team is going? And that's where it usually ends up being people been there longer. Maybe they're being rewarded and getting kind of the semi-vacation. Like that's it, Yeah, it's a perk. Okay. And maybe it's tacit. Nobody wants to talk about it, but that's really what's happening, which I'm not opposed to. That's fine. I think you get people out of the office and expand them, let them kind of have a little bit of freedom. That's great. But let's be honest about it before we go out there. But if the client is saying to me, well, we have to generate leads, then I want to ask who's going, who can generate leads? What is the purpose of it? Let's get really clear and not just clear about the purpose, but let's get clear about the division of labor. Right. Who is going to be doing the talking in the booth? Who is the person who naturally reaches out? Who's the person who makes the most sense of doing the follow-up because they made the connection? You know, so we have to talk about who's going. Mm-hmm. and and what their role is. Because I find that a lot of times you might have this star salesperson and they go out, but then they see it more as a perk. So if you don't explain to them, well, you have to bring six leads back, they go out and see it as a perk, and then they've left the quiet person, the shy one, in the booth who is not going to bring six leads back, and now we just brought no leads back. Right. So I think it is a way to give some perks, but it's also a way to challenge some other people, maybe create a vacuum and let people kind of step up into maybe a new role or some something like that. But you can't do that until you first get clear with your team about why they are going. Right. What's so, the goals and expectations? Right. So, hey, Bob, we're going to send you out there. This is, And let me tell you what I'm expecting of you when you go out there on this trade show. I expect that you do get some break. I do expect that you know you get some downtime, but this is what I need you to come back with. And it is amazing how few owners and VP, VPs of marketing are really having that clarity conversation with who's going on the booth. And usually they busy themselves instead with, well, you're picking up the booth and you're wheeling it over here and you're doing the setup and you're going to get the business cards and you're going to lay out the brochures and you're going to smooth down the tablecloth. But who is doing a division of labor about the actual things that we need to get done? So I think there's a lot of busy work that goes on with trade shows and it feels like we're planning for the trade show, but we're planning to go to the trade show. We're not planning the trade show. Right, right. (laughs) So so I I talk about that like in terms of engagement. Do you remember a time when you went to one of these shows Mm -hmm. and was there ever a clear requirement of what you do when you're there? No. When, When you said that, I was thinking back when we would go to these trade shows and what we would do in the publishing company. Mm -hmm. We would set up our booth. Mm -hmm. We'd have a couple of the girls from sales Mm -hmm. sit there and hand out magazines all day. And the editors would be there and we'd use that booth as sort of our home base. Uh Like if we were meeting people, we'd say, hey, you can meet us back at the booth. But as far as a clear thing, I don't even think we ever sat down and went, here's what you need to get from this. I mean... We instinctively knew we wanted new story ideas, right. and that was our purpose for going. Right. But it was mostly to hang out with people that we already knew in the industry <laughs> right. and just continue to cement those relationships, right. which almost was like just brand awareness and right. keeping in front of the client. Right. No problem with that. But no. when we when we pretend that we're going there for a new story, which we could do sitting at home Absolutely. by picking up the freaking phone. <laughs> and saving the $10,000. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm just all about clarity, really. Yeah. And I also think it's about freeing up your team. If you really are going and you want them to have fun and it's a perk, give them the freedom of just telling them that. And then they don't feel like they're pulling one right. over it, on you. Then it feels like, yeah, <laughs> it feels it. like it's really a perk instead of, right. oh, he's sending me on this trip, but 
I know. I know. I, and this, watch what I'm going to do right. instead. Exactly. That doesn't cultivate a good situation. No, it doesn't. But it's like it cultivates deception. Yeah, yeah. When you could be, like you said, up front and honest and say, "Hey, look, man, right. you've done a great job. We want you to go to this show. Mm-hmm. Look for look for great stuff. Look right. for great stories. But this is like a fun thing, right? For yeah, you, that could That's, be that could be really freeing. Yes. So yeah, you get past the why and then everything like that, but. What I find is that, you know, they are asking me a lot of times, what's something fun we can do during the show? That's what they think is planning it. Like, mm. we need a better plan about what we're doing, how we're going to engage people at the booth. Right. Right? So they come to me for that idea. And the ones who have really thought about it then say, well, we know we never follow up with it, so we keep thinking we shouldn't go to this booth. So we usually, like, how the client starts when they come talk to me first about it is that we're either talking about, hey, Priscilla, we need a new, innovative idea, a fun, unique, quirky, creative, I don't know, some interactive. Interactive is a word they use a lot, which yeah. that gets thrown around all the time. Right. And I'm like, it's good when you say interactive, does that mean you are dancing? Yes. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know what that means to someone, but they that's the buzz word an interactive booth experience and then they want me to set up a follow-up strategy Mm. so that they actually make good on all these business cards that they've collected right right well i just don't agree that those two things are what really need to be discussed first what i've never had someone come to me about is priscilla how much time do we need ahead of the trade show to actually prepare a strategy Hmm. I get the, we're going to this trade show in six weeks. Can you make that date? Can you get something good? And I'm not joking. I know you're staring at me like I'm a crazy person six weeks, but I get it all the time. Wow. All the time. And I'm like, yes, I can make that date again. Can we start this conversation? Number one, why? Why are we going? (laughs) And why are we waiting this long? I truly believe that you need at least six months to plan a trade show experience. And what they all fail to talk about is what do you need to be doing before the trade show? And I don't mean ordering the stuff or approving the branding or stuff. I'm talking about how do you research who's coming, set appointments of who you can talk to while you're there, Mm -hmm. evaluating what sponsorships might be worthwhile to get your name out there, whether it's brand awareness or lead generation or things like that. There, There are so many things. You can have a lot of really great ideas to prime the pump to let people know which booth you're at, why they need to put you as number one on the list, what they can expect when they come, you know, because there's not a lot of level of excitement of, oh my gosh, let's make sure we go to this booth. That's not how booths work. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you've gone in and you get the map for the expo center, what's your thinking? My thinking is, well, what we used to do is we'd sit down and go, okay, where are our clients at? Uh Uh-huh. That would be our first thing. Right. And where are the potential ones that we want to land? Right. And then it's like, okay, and then who's got like the coolest new stuff that we've heard about already right. coming up to the to the show? Right. Well, for me, yeah. So, you know, the, if they come to your booth, it's, it's very possible it's going to be a stumble upon. Yes. Well, yes. I don't think that's a good spend of money to shell out the kind, the level of money that it takes to ha- to go to a trade show for maybe someone stumbling upon you. Mm. <laughs> and it's not your ideal client, which is why I do inbound marketing, again, to reach back to, you know, the purpose of inbound marketing and why I don't call my firm an advertising firm is I want my clients to spend money on their ideal clients. Mm. Identify their ideal clients and then spend the money only on them. 
So I like to have the time to research who's going to this. What kind of sponsorship do I need to purchase now so that I can get a list of who's going? Right. What, what's the card that this person should receive three weeks before the trade show? What's a gift they should receive one week? What's, a, what's some kind of a guerrilla marketing tactic that I could send out in the mail that gets them interested right. in coming? What, what is this all about? Oh my gosh, this, what booth is this? Maybe you send something out. I'm not going to give away free ideas right okay, now. Good for you. <laughs> But there is so much that can be done before the trade show, right. even picking up the phone and call, hey, hey, Bob, you know what? I've looked at your LinkedIn profile. I know I'm this. I hope I'm not creepy, but I heard that you will be going to the show. Can I tell you why I think it would be important for you and I to talk there? I, I like doing face to face business. I don't want to take any of your time today. But do you think you and I could carve out 20 minutes at this trade show? Love to buy you a drink. Can we talk? Hmm. Well, if he is an ideal client, if that's a big kahuna that your company is trying to to catch, well, is a five-minute phone call worth the time to set the tone? And I'm not saying, you know, sometimes you won't connect at the trade show, but then the follow-up becomes meaningful. Hey, I know we were trying to connect at the trade show. It didn't work out. Can we go ahead and have a virtual drink right. over the phone? And let's let's talk like, can we have a Skype meeting? And because things don't always go right at the trade show either. So it's Absolutely. not about like acting as if I'm going to give you this marketing plan and the trade show is going to go completely smoothly. But it's about setting that expectation, intention, and really, first of all, getting clarity about who you must talk to at the trade show to make it worth the time. Right. You know? So, yeah, that that's what I like talking about. But, you know, with, with the industry ones, especially those huge ones, mm -hmm. you know, that are really like the top of the game for the industry. Yes. There is a lot going on there of just building around. You know, they're just, hey, hi, 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 with no purpose. Right. You know? And I think that's okay for branding to the degree to which we're all being honest about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, no, that makes sense. So. Well, I noticed too, I mean, one of the other shows I used to go to a lot when we were doing the Car Stereo magazine was a consumer electronics show. Right, uh-huh. And that was one of the craziest, like, you'd walk in and you would see companies like Panasonic uh -huh. and Nintendo right. have these booths that were just so massive and wow. so uh -huh. huge that it they were like... Uh, and. And part of it was, I mean, they did have something new to offer, mm -hmm. but it was almost like they wanted to presence themselves right. uh -huh. as the 800-pound gorilla. Like, right. hey, we're here, right. and you can't miss us. Right. That, that sort of thing. So I think that's, I think that's an uh, incredible advice right. to like figure out, why are we going? Right. What are we going to do while we're here, mm -hmm. and what do I need to bring home? Right. And then what do I need to bring there? People ask me this a little bit of a pet peeve. They want me to get a bro new brochure done. For a trade show. Six or, weeks before. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, it's always. Um, but, or they want a new video, new promotional video or something like that. And I'm like, that's great. Uh, again, why? And n n not only, I get why they want one, but why for this show? Mm. And couldn't we deliver that video a different way when they're, when we are, have a little bit more of their attention? Or um, why a brochure? I always ask why brochure. Again, I always ask. I'm happy to take your money. Right. I happen to like money. Yeah. I, I <laughs> but, enjoy it. Right. But can, before you hand it to me, can we talk about why? And I feel a lot of times that brochures, tchotchkes, leave behinds, promotional videos, many times, it's like a crutch. We don't know what else to do at a trade show. Right. So we're going to hand everybody our brochure. Never mind that they're going to go around the corner and, you know, put it in the trash. Right. Right. This kind of thing. So is it really a value? And if you are having that conversation with your people who are manning the booth, is that brochure just going to become a crutch 
or is it going to actually help you uh, jump into a really solid conversation? Mm-hmm. And so the, the to take that one step further, I think the clarity of the conversation needs to be with your team about forget the trade show. What problem do we solve? Mm. What problem do, why would someone want to talk to us? Can we mm. all just get that at the very point? What problem do we solve? And that way we have that right at the tip of our tongue you know, exactly what it is you offer, right? I, as a company, offer to entrepreneurs or VPs of marketing the ability to spend their marketing budget wisely (laughs) by not marketing out to everybody, but by developing personas, understanding your ideal client, and not being interruptive, but being helpful and establishing your value and your expertise so that they can then trust you with their entire marketing budget, Mm. knowing that they are now going to spend the bulk of their money only on the absolute most ideal client. That is the problem I solve. Mm. I have to know that very clearly going to a trade show or, you know, or sponsoring a booth at a conference or anything like that. So that when that person is walking up to me, can my purpose and the the problem I solve be right at the tip of my tongue? Why would someone want to talk with me? Now, I'm not saying I won't talk with them. Sometimes I can't help them at all and they're not a viable client for me. So I can enjoy that conversation with that person. That's good times. We can chit chat and it'll be great. Maybe we develop a great relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot of things coming out come out of it. Sometimes that's just serendipity, right? right? But at least I know what I'm doing in order to get a return on my investment, hmm. which is an overused word, but it has to be. You well, know, you have to. to. I mean, at, a, at some point you have to talk about the ROI. Right. I mean, it's like right. you exactly. have to because that really is the bottom line to mm. why you do anything. Right. right. You know. But do you see my question about like? I just like to ask, is that brochure a crutch? Right. Hey, can you create a brochure for me? Great. Is this a crutch? Hey, can you create this video for me? Sure, I can't, but is this a crutch? Right. Well, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a trade show and picked up a bottle opener or a uh-huh. keychain or a whatever. Right. It's something yeah. that has their logo on it. It's horrible as hell. And it's like, <laughs> it's just in my bag. And when I empty it out on my hotel bed at night mm-hmm. and I'm going through almost like trick-or-treating, right. it's like I go through, I pick out all the, the good stuff uh-huh. and the rest, like, it goes in the trash. Right. It's like it right. it didn't fulfill its purpose, right. number one, unless it was super cool. Like, right. like, I remember one that I probably still have somewhere. It was a carbon fiber pen, I think, from Altec Lansing, the uh, speaker yeah, company. Speakers. And it worked and it was really cool looking uh-huh. and it's something I hung on to because it was a tool. Right. Now, do I always think about Altec Lansing when I'm looking at the pen? No, not really, unless I really stop and study mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But it's something that I kept. Right. And I do think that people get in this mindset of, well, I have to get a tchotchke or right. a whatever, a whiz right. bang, and because that's what we've always done. Right. We've always given away bottle openers. Right. Well, yeah, if it's costing a million dollars, why, I know, why, I know, right? why don't you save that? And right. that? Now, here's a question I had for you, because okay. while we were talking, this sprung to my mind. Has there ever been a client where you've said, no, you should not go to a trade show? Yes. <laughs> Have you? Really? Really? Yeah. yeah. And wow. Some of them, you know, I've had it said, well, thank you for your opinion, but we have to go. So here's, you know, here's what we need. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm, my job is to do what the client tells me to right. do in the end. Right. But my job is also to be the the voice of reason yes, and, exactly. and the questioning 
and saying, really, because I have to answer for it and say, well, if it were my money, I would not do that. And if they want to proceed, then yes, of course, I'll do it. And I'll do it to the best of my ability. But yes, mm-hmm. I have told several people. I've told you the story about my client, Bime Dick, and I joke around with them all the time. They asked me to start a Facebook page for them. This is a long time ago. And I said, no. <laughs> But I I really built rapport with them because I didn't want to take their money for something I didn't believe in. Right. And I came back two weeks later and said, you know what? I take it back. You can have a Facebook page, which obviously they could always have one because they're free. It turns out. (laughs) Ironically, Ironically. their hands were not tied. But I came back and I said, you can have one. And this is what I think you should do. And then I told you this whole story of like, we created something that was, it's called the Bime Dick Mega Fandom. It's not, it's not you following insurance. It's, it's following the, the awesome things this insurance company is doing in the community right right so to me it's just like i may say my gut instinct is no don't do this but it may be don't do it the way you were thinking of doing it right if we're going to do it how can we do it differently right and so i do think like that you know rethinking the the tchotchke is interesting but what i like to do is tackle a lot of other issues like researching who's going to be there you know, finding out what they need, starting to tailor some products to it, maybe find what sponsorships will work and also get honest about what do I need. As with anything, I always think if I had to do anything differently, going back to my beginning of my business, it'd be really develop your list, your book of business, mm. you know, anything I can do to do that. And I'm surprised that so many go there and spend a lot of money, but they don't ask for anything in exchange. When I give resources out or anything that is a valuable, valuable service, I ask for something back. I think sure. that's only fair. I have all kinds of resources on my website right now. Go to littlebirdmarketing.com slash resources. And I have tips for LinkedIn. I have how to develop personas, how to uh, use hashtags and strategies, which actually includes some good um, trade show ideas for Mm, hashtag strategies in that one. You know, it goes on and on. And I cycle, put different ones up at different times in there. I always have great resources, but I require that someone gives me their email address. That doesn't mean I'm going to market them to death or market. Maybe I don't even market them. I just want to know what is it of value. I want to be able to track mm. who's downloading what. Do they think it's of enough value in order to give me their email address? If it isn't, then they won't give it to me. And that helps me develop my strategy. Mm. So I just always say, is it fair? Is what you're about to do in trade show, is the, the exchange fair? If you're going to give them something, what do they need to give back to you in right. order to make this work? Right. And so being honest about that. And I do think it's about, you know, it's, it's surprising how few of them care to develop a really solid email list or, or lead list. And to me, that's like trade show 101. Right. Right. So that's, you know, just to kind of sum that up, I'd say, yeah, let's ask why. But let's find out, you know, what can happen six months before that would make this trade show so much better? Yes, let's talk about what's going on during and let's talk about what happens after. But can we just get clarity about every piece right there right. that's all i ask and then if i think they shouldn't go i'll say that but if they're still insist on going now we're having a conversation right exactly <laughs> and that's the who am i to stop them from handing me money yeah well i mean too and it's it's at least broached the topic right. to where you can start learning about how their mindset is and mm-hmm. how they think how they value certain things right and so right. that in itself is like you're mm-hmm. you're just really gaining information right and i might say okay well then let's go let's go this year but can i make a suggestion could we also build into this year's trade show experience a little bit of an evaluation piece 
about whether we should go next year or not. And if it doesn't hit this mark and this mark and this mark, then we agree that we won't do it because it's not fulfilling its purpose. And then that frees up X number of dollars for next year's marketing budget for me to come with a better idea. Right. And then it puts pressure on me. Right. Okay. Right. If you were going to spend, and some of them are 50000 for a trade show. Sometimes someone wants to spend 5000 That's rare. Yeah, well, I was going <laughs> to say, mean, I don't know what kind of trade show you can Yeah, but I mean, if you're going grand. to one just right in your own town or something, and you're just going to set a booth up, okay, oh, I, could right. see, I could see there be a 5000 one. That's pretty common, about fifty grand. Go, you got plane tickets, you got hotel, you got the booth, you've got the electricity, you got the tchotchkes, you got the brochures, you got the... Right. I mean, it's very quickly fifty grand. Right. Okay, but then we know some of them are not 50 grand. They yes. are much more expensive than that. Yes. And so for me, why? Why wouldn't we build in an evaluation piece, no matter if it was 5,000 or 50,000 or 500,000 for that, for that matter? Because I allow my clients to hold my feet to the fire for the goals, to achieve the goals for the amount of money they're spending. So we need to build those types of of, you know, systems into the trade show. So while I may say no, and then we have to do it, I'm like, okay, well, let's do this in a way that makes sense for us going forward. Hmm. Wow. Well, that's really good stuff. I mean, honestly, that's, you know, you always hear people say, well, I've got to go to this show. I got to go. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's so funny because I mean, that mindset of I've got to already Mm -hmm. puts you at the disadvantage. Right. Right. My, my uh, sales coach, Brett Baker always says, whenever I say I have to do something, he's like, couldn't the opposite be true? Yeah. Couldn't you never have to go to this trade show again? And, right. and then, and it may not be true. Maybe you do have to go. That's fine. But at least it opens the door and you start having a real conversation. It's just like, yeah, now could I imagine what the growth of my company could be without this trade show? What if I put $50,000 on a new revenue generator and not this show? And it just opens up the door to a really good question and a right. good conversation. Right. That's what I'm hoping for with my clients. Awesome. Well, that's that's great. I mean, you've really opened up some great conversations already. Yeah. I'm sure there are people listening to this podcast who have either just gotten back from a trade right. show <laughs> or are getting ready to go and going, holy crap, uh, what, what do I do doing? now? It's six weeks. It's six weeks away. <laughs> I better call Priscilla because she's the only one that can get it done. Right. Oh, man. But see, that's such, a, that's such a great perspective, and it does really change the way you think about right. What you do, so you're not just going on autopilot, which no. we can talk a whole podcast yeah, about just that that concept. But it really puts a perspective on having a plan right. and working your plan. Right, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's so great. Well, yeah. thank you for sharing yeah. again. Uh-huh. I know I always say that, but seriously, this has been such a great conversation, and it's really changed my perspective and. I got to tell you, for the next few weeks, I'm going to think back on trade shows that I've been to right. and go. Wow, I can see where they missed the boat uh, or they missed opportunity here and here and here. Well, let's put a couple of uh, questions together for Tony because he'll enlighten both of us to death, I'm sure. So that'll be really fun and a great follow-up to this. Yeah, I'll look forward to hearing that one for sure. Well, listeners, of course, we want to hear your stories from trade shows. Of course, the stuff that you can say on the air. (laughs) We don't want to hear the stuff that will get you arrested. Because if it was in Vegas, just... It stays in Vegas. Exactly. So as always, you can leave a comment on our Facebook page, on the Little Bird website, or wherever you downloaded this podcast from. So, for Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast, this is Dan Ledbetter along with Priscilla McKinney saying have a great day.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.